civilized, mine's polarized, a lot of lullabies, I'm not shy. Troy Davis, Trayvon, Oscar Grant, Geronimo Pratt, Freddie Gray, Asada Shakur, Martin Luther, his heart was pure, Moa Marn, Coomer, Malcolm X, Lumumba, George Jefferson, Fred Sanford, James Evans, and Kunta, James Byrd, the Ninth Ward, Chirac, the Oil Wars, Hunger Strike, Hydrofracking, Glacier Melton, Flood the Shores, Chopping Foot, Stopping Frisk, WikiLeaks, the Cairo Beat, Abu Ghraib, Aristide, the government getting paid from we. Yeah, that's really crazy. The news feed running rampant, I can't stop it, no stampin' tramps on MTV and the Emmys live us with little focus, if any, the brokers become the prey and the phrase, the machine's picking his teeth of the flesh, the young niggas trying to digest who hit a lick just trying to stay fresh, now we got numbers on his chest, surprise possession of those who invest in people's nightmares more or less, prison industrial complex, fucking with your head is mindset, the truth remains timeless, radioactive sciences, government alien alliance, extraterrestrial government, area 51 running it, newest phone, oh ain't that cute, your fingerprint put your thumb in, dumb in, cell phones and jail homes just to handle device with apps to track you got your mug shot voice record you press in and you can't get that yeah orders got control try to keep your course that's heat that is heat do we have the appropriate licenses <laughs> to play that music yeah, that's what i want to know you got it you got it Regret all right you. that's great shit that's great shit welcome welcome to another episode of dc tbd we are live from the one love massive hq Yo. in the shaw neighborhood of washington dc my name's ian taranji i'm your host we have with us, as always, well, except for last week. <laughs> yeah, you know, it got a little crazy the venerable, last week. The venerable Marcus Dowling. But I'm here. I'm We're ready always, to roll. always happy to have you. I'm excited. Michelle, unfortunately, uh, is not able to be here this evening, but but that gives us the tremendous opportunity to have my man Daryl, the king of Grindstone, Daryl Dawson, here with us. My name is Grindstone. I don't know that government <laughs> you just spit out. <laughs> The grindstone is in the house. It's beautiful. Thank you for yeah. being here, man. Hey, man, I appreciate the invite. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. Um, we try to have a lot of fun here. We talk about some serious shit, but uh, you know, we always try to try to have some fun. I have a feeling oh, tonight's with some levity. I have a feeling tonight is going to be a fun show. Oh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> if all of our all of our pre-show you know, conversations, we're going to solve the most complex issues in the world and the simplest, most brainless complex issues in the world in this show. Of yeah, course, that's, what, I think that's so. what we do. I think so. I have, so welcome. I have allotted eleven minutes to for the complex stuff. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> and then, and then we can get into the quality, the less stuff. But uh, you know, Marcus, you were not here last week when Michelle and I debuted a new feature on DC TBD. I, I saw the episode. <laughs> oh, good. good. Oh, I, I saw that. I'm, I'm up to date. Excellent. Excellent. So um, I did my, I did my I cardio <laughs> while while watching. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. That. that was a good that, way to soak that, that kept, up. Yeah. That kept you going? Yeah, it kept me going. Through it? All right. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, I'm glad you watched. At least yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad somebody did. Other than, has to be done. Other than my mom. Uh, <laughs> Your mom's watching right now? <laughs> I don't think she's watching right now. I think she All catches right. up later. So, hey, mom. Good. Love you. Um, product features. These are products that absolutely do not sponsor the show. They are, they are not affiliated with DCTBD or One Love Massive in any way, but we like them. Or right. we would like to like them if they would provide us free right. products. Mm. Right. Um, so this week I'd like to talk a little bit about Peloton, Peloton bikes. Um, I, I'm a big fan of spin class. I love Peloton bikes. I've never actually ridden one, but, I mean, from the commercials, it looks yeah. dope as hell. So Peloton, we would That's love to have you. That's an excellent commercial. We would love to have you as a sponsor. I would, I would ride a Peloton bike down from Woodby Park. I would do that. Yes, I, I go all the way down, careening down 18th Street in my on my Peloton bike. In your in your living room, as you're watching it on the yeah. video screen. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be dope with some VR. 
<laughs> oh, oh, I'm down. That would be great. That'd be great. That's the next. That's the next thing. Yeah, obviously. That's the next. That's the next big thing. Is spin class VR. Holy shit! They had they had it at um the uh, was it 2017 South by Southwest. Uh, the they had it already. They oh. had they have it. Damn, I thought I was breaking Adams over. Oh here. no, yeah. it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing, and it's amazing. So okay. All right. well worth time. And do you guys have any products? It's okay if you don't, but if you uh, do, I, I will. This is though. your chance. I will though. I mean, I see your your drink over there. I might bring some Picari sweat down. Oof. Next I'm week. telling you, this Let's melon see. creamy soda is just yeah. is killing. I I. I looked this up online to, to see if I could order it. Does it have taurine like, in it? It was, it was, I don't know what the hell it's got oh, in Of course. It, but it's, for, it's a product <laughs> of Japan. It's some kind of Japanese creamy soda. And uh, the shit is like out of stock everywhere. Mm. Like everywhere. That's the so hot shit. There it is. That is the hot shit Damn. right here. So. Well, all right. For your show, I wish uh, Kepra's Juice Bar would sponsor Ooh. this show. <gasps> That'd be great. Because then they could bring in that good ass food. I went there today. They had the damn... Uh, Sea kelp noodles. Mm-hmm. All right, now none of this shit sounds good if I say it. No, but right? I, I know what oh, you're I know what you mean. About. I know what you oh, mean yeah. too. I'm with it. I'm Man, with them it. joints were so hidden. The sea kelp noodles, and then they had this uh, this brownie that's made of like all natural stuff that's sweet, right? Like, like no refined sugar, right? But it's mm. ridiculous. The so name again? It's Kepra. Kepra. It's Kepra's juice bar because you can. We 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 can get him to come in and to slice open the yeah, coconut, slide, crack the coconut, the, yeah, right. with the uh, machete. with like the, the machete. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's over on Fourth and Eighth Street. So that. yeah, y'all need to. We just did a favor for you. Now y'all need to come through. There it is. Fall through. Come through. Anything? No. No, I'm good. I'm, right. just, I'm just gonna bring some Picari sweat next week. That's gotcha. what I'm gonna do. All right, there it is. There it is. Yeah. So again, these are products that are in no way affiliated. Have no way indicated any. Uh, level of support for DC TBD as of yet, so yeah, yeah but we'd love to have them. Um, this week we're going to talk about a few things. We're gonna Wait, that's such a kind segment that you have right there. <laughs> that segment is just flat out kind. I know, <laughs> I know, because <laughs> it, it gets very unkind at some point. Man, that, was, uh, that was so nice. I know, I know. So now we got to get into <laughs> stuff that's that's maybe maybe not as nice. Uh, uh, yeah. A little bit of national politics. So tonight I want to hit on a couple of things. One, um, it looks like President Trump has decided uh, that we need to be in a trade war with Europe, Canada, and Mexico. <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> that's, probably that's, what yeah. three of the top four or five largest trading partners of the United States. I mean, along along with China, you know, with yeah. a twenty-five billion yeah. dollar tariff. I think I think I saw on CNN this afternoon. Um, we do about $650 billion worth of trade annually with Canada. That's back and forth. About $610 billion with Mexico and $1.1 trillion of trade with the European Union. Mm. So you're talking about a combined, you know, I mean, if you take all of the trade, I mean, it's it's almost $3 trillion. It's almost two and a half, almost two and a half trillion. So let me put this in dollars. context. Okay, good. Because I, I, as a <laughs> as a as a small business entrepreneur yeah. yourself, I yes. know that you can put this into context. All right, so I have two ways to put it in context. Um, the first way, from the person who might be watching who doesn't understand any of this, but who understands hip hop, this is how you look at it. Here we go. You got the people who love pre nineteen ninety eight hip hop, right? Who will not listen to anything else, right? but we're 20 years down the road from 1998. Yeah. And many things, more hip-hop is being released than ever, more rap, whatever you call the genre, however, it's right. being more than ever. But 
the leader of this hip hop nation is saying, look, we need to take it back to the old days where these were the standards, the only standards through which hip hop was channeled. And this is how hip hop needs to be expressed. And this is the only way. So all that other stuff that's happening, that's bigger than our little nucleus from the 90s, we're not going to count that. And if they want to get a spot on the show, or the radio, whatever, they got to pay way extra. <laughs> exactly. To the point where... That's where a perfect you, Yeah, where you won't even be hearing them. So we're just going to stick to this old, what we call the good old days hip-hop. Yeah. And so all this, like, hip-hop getting bigger than it was then, it's not going to happen. We're, gonna, we're just going to centralize this. Right. So that's, like, one way to put it, you know, just if you're thinking, like, okay, what is this trade about? Like, you know, whatever. Um, Can I just say... I. I do love pre nineteen ninety eight hip hop though. I mean, no, I do too. But then I also love how it changes. <laughs> I, I know. You know. You know what it is. You love the music that hit you when you were formulating who you were. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like so, whatever era yeah. you were, you were seventeen through twenty three or whatever. That's what you really like, or you know, so it's yep. something like that. But um, yeah. So so Trump and them, they just they want to lock out everything new. All these new negotiations. The fact that we're in a global economy now right they want to just say man forget that we need to go to big old strong america but like you know it's See, bigger they, than that now but they want to they want to close off the rest of the world but oh. they also don't want to pay american workers real wages they want to be like well you know we can pay these people in indonesia like right. a tenth of what we're paying yeah. you and so. you're already making you know just barely above poverty rate so, above yeah. poverty wages um and 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 the factory in indonesia is going to make they're going to make you know yeah. a tenth of what you make no, so look, so as somebody who makes clothes, right, I'd search, I, I play the game globally. Right. Yeah. So, like, I have people in India who make stuff. I got people in South Carolina. Whoever got the best thing, best price, is right. as close as the email. So it's not like I got to right. go everywhere. I was standoffish from China because I've been brainwashed by America. No, they got it for cheap, man. Like, the clips. Man, I'm not mad. <laughs> right here. Right. I'm and not, it's quality I'm shit, not too, totally right? I'm not mad at China, right? And I'm it's quality mad. shit, too, it right? It is. Yeah. I have yeah. an iPhone. Like, you know, so how much am I really protesting China? Right. You know? Well, so, I know. For, I, I did some I did some, some actual legal patent work. Um, and, and so I know, like, how many components go into just, like, a big, you know, just a regular cell phone like uh, this. And it's, it's about 400 components made by, you know, anywhere between, you know, 25 and 50 different manufacturers who mm -hmm. all come together. They all get assembled at, you know, the Apple... Uh, you know, factory in Shenzhen, China, or whatever. Shenzhen, which is people people don't understand. Like yeah. Shenzhen is a, is a different level of life, of like of like sheer mass production of technological yeah. supplies. Like yeah. not actual hard phones, right. but like the 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 implements that go into the phone. Shenzhen is the capital of global commerce. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's right. crazy. It pretty so, much is. And so so yeah. like as a person, so me looking for the best resource for things. Like, I'm not just going to stop at America. Like, number one, America is more expensive. It's more expensive. But even if I was, like, just gung-ho American production all the time, yeah. America don't have all the resources. No. And so, like, you know, it's going to take a while to, we don't have to a grow this baby. No, we don't have a billion people. Here's a, here's, yeah. a, here's a thought about this, though, something I wanted to bring up. I've been thinking about this for, like, maybe the last two weeks. Um, number one is the fact that Trump is attempting to level the playing field in America to the point where we have to produce everything ourselves mm -hmm. initially, which, which, as we've stated, is like full of fright and fear and mm -hmm. caution and concern. But there's two things to think about. Number one is 
the European Union in the age of Brexit. You've decentralized Europe now. So if you want to work with yeah, no just doubt. England, mm -hmm. which obviously he does, because they're allies. If you're and just, if and you're they're just, white. Right, and exactly. <laughs> and, Most of them. Right, and on top of that, you could also then reach out to private industry and not wholesale nations, but pieces, but piecemeal parts of these things. Mm -hmm. And they can come now into the United States and privatize jobs for American laborers. See, but the but the tariffs that he's imposing now are are on the European Union writ large, which includes the UK. But it but, but it won't for long. That's the thing. Like if Brexit passes in the next like eighteen months, it's not there, and that's by yeah. the midterm elections. Like then it's perfectly okay. And the other thing is, if he can, if you can decentralize the world, and I know this sounds completely insane. Uh -huh. It's a big thing to think about. But this is what he's doing. If you decentralize the world and say, I want to work with corporations and private industry and pull them into the United States mm -hmm. piece by piece by piece. I want to go to Shenzhen and I want to find the top corporation that makes all the widgets for the iPhone. All right. And I want to say to them, we could actually beat your prices for labor right. with low skilled labor in America. We could beat those numbers. You could pay Americans cheaper than you could pay a high-ranking official in China uh -huh. to do the same job. Or just extend your labor to the United States. Because the thing that Trump is aware of, and people have to understand this, he's a globalist yeah. at heart. He's right. been doing this globalism thing for four decades. Yeah. So he knows the guys. Well, I would say it's because U.S. banks have figured out his con. So he's well, had, to, right, go, he's right, had exactly. to go and run yeah, his yeah, con he, on right. other countries. But he's, but he's aware already of who the actors are that he needs to yeah. engage with. Yeah. But to get to the point where he can engage with those actors, he had to wipe out 40 years of American industrial policy mm -hmm. in like the better part of two years. Mm -hmm. Just literally, you know, burn the whole thing down. Well, to be fair, to be fair, American industrial policy has been um, on, on the wane for that 40, but we, that but we, held, but we held on tight. We NAFTA existed. We tried various different, you know, right. like policies, procedures. Like we're gonna, we're gonna hold on. Still, we're gonna make this thing, you know, work on some level. So it's not okay. So what is going on with the trade wars? It's not one. Is is the the overall theory of it is not terrible at all. It's almost like forward thinking, right? But there's going to be an immediate result of that. And maybe you got to go through the pain to get to the better parts. Right. But it's a, uh, there's an effect that's going to be felt right now um, that's not going to be cool in terms of maintaining allies. Oh, no. There, no, we have no, we have no, We have no friends. And also on top of that, we don't have goods and services that Americans are used to having wholesale all the time in great abundance. See? So the next two years are not going to be as yeah. abundant, like yeah. beef, for, sure. for instance, <laughs> yeah. right, right. you know, like no Chinese beef just just doesn't get to appear right. on your McDonald's hamburger. That's but just you not know, happening. I'm, but I'm but I'm glad we brought up I'm glad we brought up um, alliances because I feel like this is part of a larger trend that we're seeing with the Trump administration, where we seem to be turning our backs more and more on Britain, France, Germany, and seem to be allying ourselves more with. Russia, Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. um, a very, very hard right wing and authoritarian Israel. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 so you, you we're 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 we seem to be moving towards these these more authority authoritarian states, and you know, one could just say, well, you know, Donald Trump is he's an authoritarian. He would, of course, he would be um, attracted it's, it's to Nixonian. people uh, to people like that. But I but but I wonder I wonder if he's not the one driving the train. I mean, if you think about, and again, I don't want to get conspiracy theory. I've never been uh, big into conspiracy theories, but but we know we know that Vladimir Putin's goal uh, was not to to change American hearts and minds, was not even to get Donald Trump elected. It is to break apart the sort of post-World War II Western mm. alliance of Europe, of some, some Eastern Bloc countries that, mm. that, that broke from the Soviet, the old Soviet Union. Right. The United States, Canada. The United States basically is the military muscle yeah. of the Western alliance. Right. And Vladimir Putin has been with, with his interference, not only in the American election, but with Brexit. Right. Um, you know, Brexit was a very, another very close uh, election that that you know any number of factors could have swung it and right. and and you have to say that Russia was causative certainly in here in in, in twenty sixteen we had an election that was decided by functionally seventy thousand votes in th- across three states yeah. of course Russian interference played a role and 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 could have been decisive all right so look tell me this what's what's the general problem with Russia as you see it like what's what's the general threat. I'm a, well, let me start by saying I'm all right with Russia. Personally, right? No, I, I get it. I don't have a problem with Russia. I, I don't have a problem with Russia insofar as they just like do their thing and leave us alone. I mean, I yeah, understand it's it's a, it's an international global order, and you know that there's there's a certain amount of commerce that we that 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 we that we do with Russia. There's a transactional relationship there for sure. But um, the problem that I have with Russia is that they got first of all they got Donald Trump elected. Uh, to me, that's a big problem, um, and and you know, I mean, we know that they're not they they they're they're an aggressive actor on mm. the global stage. So they they have functionally invaded and 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 retaken parts of Crimea and parts of Ukraine, you know. And I mean, that gets into a lot of different issues. But as a general matter of U.S. policy, we have not been pro. Military invasion, oh, oh. incursion of Russia into Ukraine and other countries. Yeah. But if you're Russia, you basically see what used to be a buffer, a great buffer between yourself and sort of the Western alliance, which were those Eastern Bloc countries and the old Soviet states. And all of that is now disintegrating. And you basically have the Western alliance right on their border. So, I mean, I, you know, I understand Putin's desires. I mean, mm. I don't think he's irra- I don't think he's an irrational player on the world stage at all. I think he thinks the best way to Russian prosperity and 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 a freer hand in their in their region mm. is a slow disintegration of the Western alliance. So and Trump is accomplishing that for him. I'm not gonna say Trump is some foreign agent acting on Russia's behalf, uh-huh. but Trump is accomplishing that for him right now with getting out of the Paris Climate Accord, getting out of the Iran deal. Um, instituting tariffs on on European goods. I mean, these are these are steps that I don't think that there's a long term strategy no, in, in mind. I think he's winging it. He's yeah. winging it. Like he doesn't even understand things like trade deficits and that a trade de- having a trade deficit with another country is not necessarily a bad thing. That just means that 
you may make more stuff or they may make more stuff. And you, we, mm. I mean, as a general matter, we as a country have kind of gone from an industrialized nation to a consumer nation. Yeah. We buy everybody else's <coughs> shit. But I'll, so, I'll of course, we're going to have yeah, trade imbalances with a lot of countries. I want to jump in with something that people, I think, forget across the board. We have a $20 trillion debt. That's crazy. America yeah. is $20 trillion in debt. To the, we're making that back. To the no. world. This functionally eliminates America as an actor on any level. And America's been inactive as an actual actor on any level for like almost 20 years. Man, in, in 1984, I think it was 1984 when Gil Scott Heron came out with the song B-Movie. Yeah. You remember that song? <laughs> right. And then he was like, uh, he was like, um, the we used to be a first world country, but now we're uh no he said but now like saudi arabia is a first world country and they put a firm down payment on the second world yeah it's real and, and he like, said like between consumers and producers when consumers name the tune i mean when producers name the tune the consumers must dance right that's right and, and that's that, where and we so are. yeah we're just like up here on puppet strings so that's the thing it's like any decision that america is making on any level of industrial policy is directly influenced by debts that we owe to people all over the world. We're juggling. Donald Trump is the first person to smartly realize we're paying, bil we're paying bills with a credit card. Yes, yeah, right. He's <laughs> the first guy who smartly realized. Wait, hold up here. We're twenty trillion dollars in debt, and we're actually just we're indebted to these people already, on yeah. so many levels, policy-wise. Mm -hmm. So all I'm going to do is I'm just going to assent. Every other American president since Reagan has always tried to be a forward-thinking, progressive actor in a conversation that when they get to the table, the first thing that they hear is, well, what? Well, you owe us. We'll let you do your thing, but first you need to pay. Not even all of your debt, but part of your debt. Mm -hmm. And then we can talk about, you know, like your negotiations for, you know, like liens and, you know, like the ability to like, you know, to, to interact on the world stage. Donald Trump is effectively pulling America back from the world stage and saying, enough's enough. Because I think on one level, Trump does not understand the level of communication that it requires, as that's required to have that talk with not. people about how to work around global trade policy. So he's just like, instead of having this conversation, I'm just going to back away from the table. Yeah, no, he's he knows that as the... American president, he has the most military power, which can always pull yeah. the strings F at the end, at the end of the conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a uh, you know he's Suge Knight. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but he's still, but he's still the fact that he's pulling back away from the table. You have to understand like why, and when you understand why, a lot of this makes sense. Not that yeah. we're saying it's good or bad. A lot of people think it's bad, and that's understandable. But again, if you don't want to speak at a conversation that you don't exactly know the words to say. Mm -hmm. The smartest move, the savviest move, is to just back away. And, and to let the people that you know can have the conversation talk to you when they want to talk to you. See, but I don't think that that's, but that's not, that's not what Trump's doing. He is not quietly backing away and letting the smart people handle this. Like He's like balls to the wall. You know, I mean, the South Korean president finds out that that 
Um, you know, the June 12th Singapore summit with Trump and Kim Jong-un is off. He finds out from the press when Trump sends out yeah. this letter. Like, there is no stepping back and letting the experienced hands in the State Department deal with this or the experienced hands in the Defense Department deal with this. You know, he's like, I mean, he he's up there. He's up there because he watches Fox News and he thinks that he knows. And <laughs> it's 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 pretty clear. Like you can the 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 tell of a bullshitter is people who repeat the same yeah. great thing again and again. You know. And so when he's talking about a complex issue, what listen to him talk when he starts repeating himself and repeating canned lines, it's because he doesn't fucking know. Yeah. He doesn't know any of this shit. He doesn't. He doesn't. Like that's th- and that's why he's not engaging in conversation. Yeah, he's like, like his old thing. Wanting to talk, but he is. He's the one that's saying we need a twenty-five percent tariff on steel and a ten percent tariff on but aluminum. But he I knows think that because he's trying to. He's also Donald Trump is also the guy who who sold bad steaks. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> and, and and created a university. So that's my same, point. That's so my at point. At the same he's time, he's like, okay, cool. Well, we can't spend money, so let's make money. No, yeah. While we're he, at he's it, he's looking at it just as a corporation, which is hard for us to look at. Because yeah. he's not attached to it in any way other than it being a business. Right. That's what he's talking like. He's like, if I can't spend money, I'm going to make money. Yeah. And it's uh, it's really a crazy way to look at it when people's lives are in the balance yeah. or when there's an emotional connection. But, but this is a man who doesn't have the ability to emote. True. <laughs> right, true. <laughs> so he's not I, like, looking at 323 million people yeah, and going, you know. I don't know about little Susie. And no, right. And, and, but check this out. Okay, so Keegan. So I don't know. <laughs> so say if you walk into a business, right, and then... The business is twenty trillion in debt. Right, right. You're like, okay, I don't care what y'all did before I came in. Right. Every person who was here before me fucked up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like y'all made some terrible mistakes. Right. So therefore, I get to be here and do whatever I want. Right. Chances are, it's not going to be twenty trillion dollars. Like, like he's just kind of betting on the over under. It's going to be twenty five. No, of <laughs> course he soon. is. Of course he is. And he I mean, the new budget that they just put out. Um, by the most conservative estimates that I've heard, increase that budget deficit by about another two to three trillion dollars. There's that thing where you have to spit, you know, scared money don't make none. And you have to spend money to make money. You know all those tropes that they <laughs> no, tell you. That's true. Like, you gotta uh, spend money to make money. Or you gotta if save money. Tropes, if they're tropes, they must be true. Right. And that's, but those are the, but and, and this is, again, this is like, to me, it's like a long form version of The Apprentice. Mm. Like, he's like, okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to spend this money. I want you guys to go out and spend this this $3 trillion yeah. and make us 20. He's got, like, cabinet officials sitting right. at the table. Exactly. Like, so I'm giving you $20 trillion, you $20 trillion, and you $20 and trillion. Like, how are you going to make that $20 trillion? <laughs> Into $22 trillion. Right. Like, <laughs> like it's, really, it's really difficult to imagine, like, how America could become a producer again. So I guess we would have to become independent. Of other places, right? That's why I was talking about the private industry yeah, thing. Yeah, when you for reach the, out for to the private, that we yeah. need that would be like the only. That's really the only way to cut into that, right? So you reach out to a, you reach out to like the largest private, you know, beef distributor in Shanghai and say, I mean, "Hey guys, I mean, we're an economy in trans. Here. We're an economy in transition. You know, I mean, if you look, if you know this country's history, the economic history of it, I mean, you know, we were." At the turn of the 20th century, we were a primarily agrarian local economy. And then all of a sudden you had, uh, you know, Henry Ford 
creating the the assembly line and the Model T comes out of that, and we suddenly become this industrialized nation. And I mean, it goes back to even to the cotton gin that 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 sort of like invented mass production, mm-hmm. and so that's how we became an industrialized nation. Now we we simply can't compete on price in the labor market no. for unskilled jobs. I mean, right. th- this is a reality that no politician, Democrat or Republican, is really talking about. We are an economy in transition. We transitioned from an agrarian economy to an industrial economy, and there were a lot of people who fell through the cracks. If you were somebody who was a tradesman making horseshoes and shoeing horses, mm-hmm. you know, the Model T put Here, you out of work. Here's what's funny about that. I'm glad you brought it up. America, the one thing, the one industry America is not going to be involved in, mm-hmm. which is fascinating to think about, is the tech industry. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Which is fascinating I mean, I guess because you have so lo- because you have low skilled laborers that you're not going to teach how to use the internet. Number uh-huh. one, and you have to number one, you have to get the internet to them. Yeah. Because you know there are large parts of the Midwest where you know like Google's trying to run fiber optic wire and it's just not working. Uh-huh. So there's I no. Didn't know, I didn't know that about the Midwest. Yeah, like there's like large pieces of the Midwest, like in so Oklahoma. So you're saying the engineers aren't coming out. Of yeah, the they're Oklahoma. just not. They're just not. They're just like, okay, well, all right, you're, you guys are screwed. Yeah. You're just gonna have your farm and. And then you deal with you India, and everybody is right. Like I need some water Fired. for the house, and then I need to like, yeah. figure out how to code. Right. So that's <laughs> the thing. Like they. So you're, we're yeah. not gonna teach you how to code, but we are gonna teach people how to physically make objects, which is why I look at things like I look at Alibaba. I look at uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I look at um, JD. I look at uh, all those uh, all those sites, and I say, these are sites where people make tons of little stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amazon. Right, and I mean, and, and Amazon is proving to be successful with this crazy all-in on twenty-four-seven, three-sixty-five yeah. delivery at your fingertips. You know how they do that primarily a lot by eliminating human labor. Right. But they're but they're gonna need human labor they need to some. deliver. They need human Not labor mu- for delivery. They need human labor for the making of the goods because once the we have driverless cars. But we get oh to the wow. point where when you need to make a good, because you are gonna have physical goods that still need to be made. But America's and not gonna make goods. Yeah, we're oh not gonna. No, but like if you need a widget to be made for an X brand cell phone, uh-huh. none of this stuff is good by any stretch. I'm not saying okay, like okay. we're gonna we're gonna All like right. make the Model T. Uh-huh. We're making like the Model Z. All right. At this point. Something that we're just okay with and we could work it. Right, to we could work it. It's cool. To, to, in terms to, of profit. To, to, to make all of the components that go into an iPhone and then assemble the iPhone here in the United States, I mean, people would be paying like $30,000 for an iPhone. Yeah, you know, because the, the minerals that run the iPhone come from Africa, and then yes. they got to take those to China. Yes. I mean, it's just so many plane tickets and ships involved right. in one little and customs so shattered so screen. So Don's going to say we're not going to make phones. It's global trade, baby. It's global Don's trade. Gonna, Don's going to look at that and go, yeah. phones? Nah, we're not making phones. Yeah. I mean, if you need shirts, mm-hmm. if you need, like, you know, like, cut, you know, like cut and sew shirts, yeah. you're going to find a guy in Oklahoma that's going to have it for cheap. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I would love to deal with that guy. That can guy. he make it? Can he make it in the volume that you need? And right, I would love. See, a I mean, especially if ago, it's a shirt that makes it look like you're in shape. Like, <laughs> I think that's the, the that's the that's, that's where we're going with this because <laughs> Trump's going to look at all this tech and go, nope, 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 nope. We'll leave, we'll leave that with the Chinese. No, so see, a few we'll years ago, Nike went to um like the south, the southeastern region, and they started dealing with a lot of factories down there, right? Because there are a lot of factories and warehouses 
where the industry for those is just going out of business. So it's yeah. equipment, right? Warehouses, all textiles. That. Same all thing. Textiles. If you go to, like yeah. we were talking about, if you go up to Detroit, uh-huh. there's yeah. large part pieces of Detroit yeah. where the, the the physical factories are still there. Right. The buildings yeah. are untouched. So so what Nike did, you know, the the fly knit shoes. Yeah. Or the fly knits were actually made on those machines in those southeastern regions, right. places out of scraps. Like out of like the scraps that were just like left over there, yeah. and I was like, okay, that's pretty dope. But for whatever reason, it wasn't sustainable. I don't know what it was about that. They ran out of scraps. They ran out of scraps. <laughs> they probably ran out of scraps. Right, now you need some. They ran out of scraps. <laughs> now you need Ain't a field that? to grow some shit to make some more scraps. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. All right. All right. So I think we're gonna we're gonna move on since we since we clearly solved global trade. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this was a uh, well. I kind of want to turn this one over to to uh, Mr. Dowling yes. a little bit here because uh, you wrote. I thought um, uh, a very touching. I feel like a very personal. Yes. Uh, but also a uh, uh, very very interesting piece about uh, about Kanye West and oh yeah our current moment. Touching. And so is this the one on uh, Medium? Well, the one on Medium, but yeah, you also also had a big, big, long post. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. About I had Kanye. two. So, so I figured it's Kanye season. So. I figured it's Kanye season. You know what? He has accomplished his goal. People yeah. are talking about him. I mean, okay. So I'll, I'll no matter I'll no matter the dipshittery, people are talking I'll about I'll him. I'll That's what he wants. I'll I'll jump so in. So jump okay. in. Um, tell us about Kanye. Okay, so this is the beginning of Kanye season. <laughs> this is the beginning of his long form. Run for the presidency of the United States. I feel like this is the fifth season. This is like the fifth season, right? But it's like Game of Thrones. We had like two and a half years right. between. Right, but seasons. this is the right. But this is this. This is him officially doing the soft roll. This is the new season. For the president uh, for him running for president of the United States. He's releasing five albums in five weeks, with some of the most astounding hip hop artists of all time. Hip hop <laughs> is the most is the world's most relevant form of popular culture uh-huh. and he is putting out music if you listen to Pusha T's Daytona yes. he's putting out the best some of the best records that have been cut in the genre and you're, you're an MC so you could agree with me here probably mm-hmm. he's put out some of the best records that have been cut in the genre in like the last decade well I was gonna say for, well, you po- know, pu- for Pusha T's for Pusha T for Daytona Mm, that's just putting a lot on it god damn that's, that's putting that's but a lot of people but a lot of people feel this way because people crave a moment, then you know, right. ca- catch them in July. But they, they but they wanted, but they wanted this moment. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no. They wanted I mean, this moment. They Pusha, want Pusha T and Kanye held their, held up their end of the bargain, but I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, me, no, he, so like, he, so he is a Jenner, right? Right. So yeah. he's getting the best marketing of all time. Yeah. So I mean, he definitely <laughs> like he put out these. Yeah. He put out. You put. He put out this Pusha T record. Yeah. Which is actual coke raps. In 2018, which is crazy. It's like mm-hmm. we don't we don't do that. Anymore. Well, shit. The, <laughs> album, the album cover is is, is Whitney's, Whitney's drugs. Yeah. yeah. So so we're what at a the place. Hell? So we're at a place with Kanye where he is unhinged. He paid eighty five thousand dollars. Yeah, he's unhinged. Like that he's also lame ass art cover yeah, art too. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's full out unhinged, but in a way that like Donald Trump is full out unhinged. Yeah. Yeah, this is Which true. Which is fascinating. Yeah. Like that's the insanity of it. See, it's not it's not it's not fascinating to me because I kind of see and again, I I come at this as a fan as I meant as I've said every time we talk about Kanye, I'm a fan of Kanye. I love mm-hmm. his I love his music. Um but I feel like 
he is in 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 I think he's one of these people who's who's extraordinarily talented as a musician. He has a, a wonderful ear for music. Right. And I think he thinks he's a genius. I think he thinks he's a genius in other areas. But I'll, but I'll where I don't, where he's not. But he's but not. here's yeah. the here's the here's the here's the tell. One of those songs, I think it's um infrared. Mm-hmm. He says that uh he was he's a he's the billion dollar baby. Yeah. Two years ago, Kanye West was fifty three million dollars in debt. Yeah. Somewhere between 2016 and 2018, this man got like a over $900 million reup. He, he, he's in a situation where he gets all the looks. He married the girl. No, but, but I'm saying like somebody uh-huh. or some group of people have given this man because yeah. he didn't earn it. Like if you look at his like ledger, right. you yeah. don't see where this money right. came from. Yeah. He's at a place where he doesn't have to be smart, just like Trump. Uh-huh. He doesn't have to be smart. He has more money than everybody else in the room, and therefore can sit at the table. He just has to be trending, right? And keep it. And see, then, like, so Kim Kardashian going to the White House yesterday or whatever. Yeah, that's like part of the whole. I'm gonna break. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna break. The, the I'll break that joke, down. You know, I'll break that down. Kanye to win, and these are things that we have to seriously talk about. Mm-hmm. Like I noticed this. This <laughs> offends people. But you have to seriously talk about it because it, does, it doesn't offend it doesn't offend me. But I'm gen- I'm I'm, I'm okay. genuinely curious he's to, to he's okay. understand your Terrible take. opponent. Okay, uh, so I mean, he could win. His opponent has to be just a, a bag of rocks. <laughs> so like, here's like, who's no, going but, no, but here's the fascinating Hillary point. Clinton. I'll put it like this: uh, Cory Booker. Oh boy. Because they just mm-hmm. go to Newark and ask people in Newark, like on the streets of Newark, hey, how you, do you Kanye, like this guy? Kanye would beat Cory Booker. Yeah. Oh, I'll easily. grant you that. I'll grant you so that. Here it is, so here it is. We assume that he's going to run as a Republican. Right. I, I feel, I feel, <laughs> I think right. 150% sure he is. Here's why. There's two peop- There's two classes of people, of all the classes of, their, you know, the, all the breakdowns of there's people th- in America okay. who don't vote. Mm-hmm. Those poor white, poor white men. Because remember, working class white men put Trump into office. Not like super poor, damn near destitute, trying to get up off of their bootstraps to even lift themselves up by their bootstraps. Poor white people don't necessarily vote. And some upper class white working people as well. And working class black men don't vote. So all the women vote. Yes. So Kim is going to get all the women out. Right. But the thing is, is that. This idea Kanye by Kim Card- this idea by Kim Kardashian to talk about prison reform with Donald Trump was a tell to me. Mm. Also, the fact that he mentioned opioid opioid abuse uh. is another tell. So he's going to solve all our current problems. He's going out there and reaching out to poor whites and blacks uh-huh. as the two blocks that he feels like he can because he already has the Trump the Trump supporters because when, sh- when you shake hands with Donald Trump. You're a Trump supporter. The Trump the Trump supporters will say, he might be black, but he's okay. Like professional sports champions won't even come to the White House. Right. It's like, yeah, <laughs> so he might be black. shaking hands with, with the, right. with but the he's Don. Okay. No, no, he's no, our guy. Look, Kanye's not going to win the president. Oh, he uh, is. Like, he's not going to be the president. <laughs> oh, he is. Oh, he is. Because there's like a lot more people involved on that, no. in, in that vote. Like, he needs. People don't feel safe with no. him. But you don't need to be. We, we learned this in 2016. Yeah. Nobody cares about being safe. Everybody just wants to be on the right side of history. 
And there are people, <laughs> and there I'm are people, you, but, let, but let me <laughs> say, there are people who you, have not, and there are people who, who have every reason, if if motivated, if provoked, mm-hmm. to vote. Because all Kanye has to say is, for 50 years, mm-hmm. we have seen people elected who have called people like you, people like you, mm-hmm. triggering language, super predators, criminals, rapists, gang members, the evil people in society that you just should not talk to. You get arrested in the middle of Starbucks coffee so then shops. Vote, vote for me. Vote for me because I'm not know. going to do that. Couldn't Kamala Harris say the same thing? And Kamala no, is going to be the next president. Right, but if you look at her, nobody she knows say the her. Same thing? They don't believe her. Well, she doesn't she have no. has no people. No, she's the shit right now. But she has no people. <laughs> if you go, if you if you walk down the street, right? right. Actually, not this but way. But that's how Obama this was, way. though. Right. But the thing with Obama is that Obama, when he came into Congress, yeah. you could not shut up Barack Obama. Barack Obama talked every day. He gave average, long speeches. But the average person didn't know him. But so, so, no, no, but, so still, but still, but he had he had facts and proof. Exactly. You when know, you, you know you, why he could give speeches every single day because he had substance. Right. He knew yeah. his shit. Right. He studied subjects. And what's, and what's he didn't speak out of his ass. And, he wasn't and, a bullshit. And what's frustrating to me about um, Kamala Harris, she doesn't talk enough. Nah, but it's. You got to let, let it work itself no, out. But you got it. But like you, she's she's brilliant. She's brilliant. But you have to prove like the, the burden of proof. And this is this changed when we uh-huh. elected Donald Trump as president, because Donald Trump's entire campaign was based around the fact that he could prove things that he said about people. Uh-huh. Not even true, but just prove them as being potentially true. Yeah, he could count. say he could say, "Hey, John McCain is it a war veteran? Right. I wouldn't have been caught." Right, right, right. And the that second unlikely I'm, likelihood. I mean, he's good at the he's good right. at the media game. Right. And the second you do that, though, well, Kamala like, is a woman. No, but the second you do that and he wins, then, then you the burden. The but he was right, the burden of proof. Now, she has to prove herself in the media, in the press, like, and Barack did that. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. day when he was in Congress, you could not turn on the news if you're a news watching person. Yeah. You couldn't turn on the news every single day. He's sponsoring a bill. He's doing some reform. Yeah. He's talking to kids in Chicago. He's on the news, twenty four seven three sixty five. What's intriguing is in the last like couple of months though is that Kimmel is trying to be more <laughs> media savvy. But it's in the guise of the DNC's like desire to like get yeah. every black woman running for elective office. But see, this is what's gonna push her over the top. Okay, I'm right. intrigued because I, I don't I don't I want I want Harris to run against Kanye. Because I want this conversation <laughs> to I I I need I think America ultimately needs this conversation to exist. Kanye can't make it to the power round that she's gonna be in because she really knows her Shit. Yep. But that's what you want. You you at least want because if style versus substance. If Kanye fails in a debate, mm-hmm. we which end, he will, which he will. We end. I mean, I mean, think about it. Kanye can't have he can't even give a good interview. <laughs> like he's not gonna be there when people are just firing. Here's, at a, here's a fascinating thing though. I watched a comment I watched a <laughs> documentary about Bobby Kennedy mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's 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 there. You can see it. Everybody can see it. It's wonderful. And you should see it. Right. And the change you've seen it. Mm-hmm. The change in him as a as a speaker. 
between 64 to 68 mm. is stunning. In 64, he's stumbling over his words. He doesn't quite know which words to use. Mm. He doesn't understand, like, he doesn't have any sort of stances necessarily on policy. He's still, like, the is attorney general. Kanye could get groomed. Oh. This is ridiculous. <laughs> for no damn president or win. This is ridiculous. This isn't going to happen. This is crazy. Who's going to run in the Republican Party then? I mean, it, I don't Donald know. Unless Mike, unless Mike Pence is, is, is I presume is that Don's plotting. Not, I presume that Don's not running because I just look at him now, and he just looks like this. Is, he's like this shit is crazy. Yeah. Well, because because <laughs> because he's a criminal and he knows that the walls are closing in. Right. <laughs> the every, law is closing in on every him. day. I just uh, look at his face. That's that's the look. That's the look of a man who knows that he's going to spend time in prison at some point in his life. Yeah. <laughs> and he just <laughs> wants to put it off as long as he so, can. I have a bias towards Kamala because Kamala and Maya, her sister Maya, used to be like the supervisors at my nursery school and elementary school. Right. And um, they were just hella cool. Like, you know, like, I mean, but that's when they yes. were, that's like back in the day. Like, you know, so yeah. like, just as people, they really got like a cool base, like a family. Right. Yeah. Cool base. Yeah. You know, like they're like, well, not like Maya's running for nothing, but Kamala's like a, a person of the regular life. Yeah. I think so. And, um, I mean, you know, she went to law you school. You know, I'm like, shit, she's cool. Yeah. And she's smart. She is. I mean, I know she's smart, but the world needs to know she's smart. It's like Barack, like, if she but, wants. And then Barack stamped her. If it's she wants to win, but Barack can stamp <coughs> you, but you have, again, it's the burden of proof. If you mm. want to be the president in this media cycle, the way Man. that we do media cycles now, you can't shut up. Nah, but see, then she's like a. I mean, she's gonna like, she could play the black and the mixed side because right. I mean, her, her like, no, she right. Indian, yeah. and black. So like, but then she's from Oakland, where the the Panther era, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh so no, she got I agree. All, she got all that, so she gets. To, she has like such I, a playing field. I want to. I yeah. want to see it roll out though. I'm intrigued to see. I think that with with her, it's gonna roll out after the midterms. <clears throat> Because I think that the DNC is gambling on the fact that every black woman that's running for elective office in 2018 is going to, to win. What if, we get, what if we get for 2020 on the Democratic side? What if we get black girl versus white girl? Gillibrand mm. v. Nobody, nobody wants Harris. That. Nobody wants that. Nobody <laughs> wants that. The black girl's going to win. Yeah, exactly. But no, <laughs> nobody wants that. Nobody <laughs> wants that exact race. The way to tell if Kamala's really going to go for it is if in this Warriors cast finals, we see her courtside. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, oh, she's going for the people. There it is. There it is. You know, All right. Um, I also know that, uh, <coughs> Marcus, yes. as you stated on social media the other day, Pusha T, your favorite. My rapper. literal favorite rapper of all time. Yeah, he is killing it right now. He's like, killing the game. He's he, your favorite rapper of all time. He's my favorite rapper of all time. That's big. He's up there with. He's up there with Andre. He's up there with. Do you like, know his? Do you know his initial name? What? Do you? I'm saying. Do you know? No. <laughs> uh, it's Push a Ton. Of course. You didn't know that. Of course, I did <laughs> not know that. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. So I mean, okay. So Push is like that, that makes sense. When I started, <laughs> when I started blogging in like '08. I had to spend like hours and hours and hours and hours of time like catching up because I had gotten I had left music as an industry behind like around like oh three I was mm. a DJ in college and mm. radio personality in college and got out of college my first job was as a DJ I DJed a bunch of crappy bars and you know sorority parties in Georgetown that mm -hmm. was my life 
<laughs> and then I, I got out. I That's not bad, though. Yeah, I ended up in a relationship, and this girl's like, I don't want you doing it. Mm. So I stopped doing anything musical. So one of the first rappers that like I I heard when I jumped back in in like oh eight was Pusher and the Clips. Okay, like I was right. like it was like a thing. I'm like catching up. So I was yeah. like, and this is like you could go and find like you know the the Brazilian website that has every single album yeah, yeah. released from that era, and I could like download everything legally. <laughs> I had like the the the, the rapid share like ultimate you know premium package and i would just download stuff for hours and so pusher was your guy and pusher was my guy because i was like okay he's telling me the truth <laughs> everybody else who raps about drugs on some level is lying uh, but <laughs> when he says things i know that there is a level of truth in what he is saying okay. i don't know if he's the biggest dope dealer ever i don't know if he like sold more dope than every other person like he says but i do know that he <laughs> has he has at least so engaged dope. in the actual process of selling dope. He has actually moved <laughs> weight across state lines. Like these are things that he knows. Like now Jake, see, let me, all right, now yeah. let me all right. So And Drake thinks he can step to him. Right. So <laughs> I really like how Drake came at him and he was like, Your cousin was first, then your brother did it, and then now you do it. Or something he says like basically you were just writing the experience of others. Yeah. yeah. You well, know, and I and I thought that like for Drake just to go there, that was like that was that was a standing eight count. That was the moment when Push decided because I can imagine like and you you've you've written you've written freestyles, right? Yeah. You have you, have, you ever written Yeah, yeah the thing the thing about the freestyle now <laughs> is just like a yeah. it's a it's a rhyme that's not in a record. Right. You it's, have it's, a written a book of rhymes. Yeah. You have a written that's right here, right? Right, yeah. If you yeah. were walking down the street, somebody's like Freestyle, you're like, yeah, right, and it's yeah, and then so like all you do is just line that shit up, and then you think about okay, how do, how do I put this dart on this this guy right here, right, in this situation, yeah. So, I can imagine he had like, two freestyles. Uh huh. One was like the one that's like, okay, I'm gonna like say a couple things, and then I'm gonna say some crazy bar about Wayne or something, uh -huh. just so I can pull Wayne out of. Wayndom, <laughs> right, and and maybe get Wayne involved because that'll be that'll make it <coughs> fun because Wayne is always fun for a battle. Mm -hmm. Then <laughs> he hears what Drake has to say and he's like, "Oh, now I gotta come back." <laughs> well, no, it's not not I have to come back because understand, like to me, so much of what's happening right now is that this is Kanye like God level. I want to be the man. I mean, on a rap level, because mm -hmm. he's putting out like five records in five weeks. So he's like, I'm dominating the rap. Wait, so who's 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 record? Pusha T, Nas, his, him. Uh, uh, Kanye and Cuddy have a record coming. Okay. Kanye's got his solo. He's done the Nas record. Uh. So he's got like stuff. Coming. He's got, like, okay. Five works of material done. A lot of stuff. Yeah. So this is God level Kanye. Mm -hmm. This is God level good music. This is Good Friday. This is like we're gonna take what we did on with Good Friday in mm -hmm. like thirteen and like blow it out of the water. Right. Like we're gonna make Good Friday look like it was like for 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 school for for school kids, and he's like, okay, so push, you gotta you gotta come with this this one. He's like, but I got I, I talk about his father, <laughs> and his mother. <laughs> I mentioned his baby mama. I mentioned a whole bunch of wild shit. Should I, should I, should I just say this? Because this ends him. Like, this ends who Drake? Yeah, like <coughs> this ends nah. this this. I mean, in 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 concept. He had a good. He had a good run. No, right no, in no. concept. In concept, it kills him. No. Okay. So. So. 
So as the as the MC, because I'm not a rapper. I know, I'm so only a person that writes about rappers for money. Right. You are right, the rapper. Right, so so, right, so this look. is a fascinating part of the conversation. All right, so look, so it's a, it's a chess game, right? Right. Um, the guy who's playing checkers in that game is probably gonna lose. To me, it looks like Pusha T messed around and got mad. Oh, of course he got mad. Right. So we're gonna <laughs> see how this plays out, but this might be his super ugly record. Oh, it is. Okay, super ugly was when Jay Z obviously lost the Nas Jay Z battle. Yeah, no, <laughs> because, because he was just like, I'm so mad. I'm just gonna say like as many ridiculous things as yeah. I can, and then instead of being creative, yeah, and so like, did he enter that? But see, okay, maybe he did. Maybe he got like something in the freezer waiting for Drake. But this is where he <laughs> this is where he empowered Drake. <clears throat> okay. And and I'm j- I'm gonna say Drake. I'm not gonna say whoever's writing for him because you can say that yeah. every time you say his name. Yeah, right? Quinn, right? All right, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, so we assume. So yeah. so Drake is in a position right now because he put that watermelon face on it on the <laughs> thing and then talked about his clothing line coming out. Right. All right. So because Drake was really doing that watermelon thing for like a good cause. Right. Like on a Hollywood shuffle tip. Yeah. You know, just to show like yo, it's messed up how they treat right black people in Hollywood. Of course. He can now stand on that platform that he was trying to build in 07 with that very campaign of course. and make this next thing a whole campaign for people who don't have a voice in Hollywood. I hope he does. And Pusha T just threw him that alley-oop so he could get that. Man, he talked about people with MS, right? Yes. No, 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 Man. That's, that's <clears throat> okay. So of all the things that have ever been said in a rap battle, to say that your man, who's your producer, has multiple sclerosis. Yeah, and he's dying. It is dying. It's like that's a new one. That's a different level. Yeah. No, it, no, it is. That's where Drake automatically can be like, man, he gave all this energy to this condition that so many people have. Like Drake can make a whole thing out of one, that. One hopes that he does all of these things because on a okay, so. And, and then what? And and then okay. Yeah. And then what? And then what if Drake's like, you know, he could come out with three or four bars talking about, I was a confused young dad, but then decided to take care of the son, but I don't put him all in the media, right? Or or some shit. I don't know if he got shade with Khaled, but he could say, you know, I'm not DJ Khaled, and right, you know, like I mean, he could throw you. My could throw son, it. you know, my son is like not in the mix of everybody's tweet, so he could prove that he's taking care of his son. No, but he has to. He has to take a DNA test, so he's uh, he's already on that wave, like. <laughs> In, in also, right, it's, so not his son. Oh no, he he's that's our, that's our crew laughing. There, they, <laughs> he has a like he has to take a DNA test like tomorrow. Like that's happening. Oh okay, hey, but he's pay, <laughs> he's paying for the kid, yeah, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been all paying right, for the right. kid, so now he's like, I'm gonna t- because now it has been, you know, like discussed in rhyme. I have to take this test. But okay, right? Yeah, no, he has to take the test. <laughs> but 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 I think that Pusha T gave Drake a lot of chips to play with. Because he touched on some things that he he probably didn't know what the what the Drake blackface thing was like he like Drake can go through a whole cultural renaissance with different genres. He's got to take in my mind at this point. Like he gave him a lot to work I'm with. Ma- I'm mad that Drake went on the air today and tried to like you know <laughs> have something to say about that. Yeah, I think he should have done it musically. Because yeah. I feel like spit some bars. I yeah. feel like, but that would require him writing. If he them. took six, <laughs> if he took six months uh-huh. away, did it like like erased his Twitter, erased his Instagram, uh-huh. did the whole thing, it came back. 
he got a summer tour with the Migos, though. He right, right. But uh, yeah, I know, and that's the frustrating part of the whole thing. You cannot do that, obviously. And that didn't, and that didn't work very well for Roseanne either. So. Oh, Lord. Uh, well, other conversation. But uh, but no. So I feel like there's a space for him. It's really the, the timing of this is all wrong, by the way, for uh. for for Drake, because he he has to now appear in front of people and talk about this stuff all summer long. Which is good and bad, but you still nah, have to talk if he does if he does it in a song, they'll just be like, man, like in his in his concert, I'm sure he'll be like, okay, okay, because how many of y'all heard of Duppy Freestyle? And then he could just like, and people will just no, because you know what it is, and it's funny, you you said something and it made me think of it, and I I hadn't thought about this, and now this is gonna lead me somewhere good writing wise <laughs> when I leave here. Um, we call that inspiration. It's, it <laughs> is, it's the best inspiration. So that there's that scene in Eight Mile. Uh-huh. When Jimmy Smith is 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 in the finals uh-huh. against Papa Doc, right, and he literally like lays out everything that he says that somebody has said that he is in rhyme, yeah, and then the bars that follow it are so devastating, yeah, just as bars as yeah. like lyrical like execution <coughs> mm-hmm. that you're just like left your jaws on the floor, you know Jimmy Smith wins eight mile ends it's everybody goes home happy. There's a space for Drake. The only way that he could feasibly do this uh-huh. is if he had that moment. And he's like, yeah, that is my son. Yeah, This right. is true. This is true. Yeah. That's true, too. And then, But then he still needs to go just cutthroat at Pusha T for still having braids. Exactly. Right. He, <laughs> like, like, he needs to go, he needs to, like, go on him for being a drug dealer who talks about it. Yes. Like, you know, what, what, co- what part of the game is that? Right, of course. Like, like you, he could... He can if he does that if it's like but it, but you know what I'm talking yeah. about right it's that kind of like boom 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 yeah. boom and he's never done that before yeah yeah no but yeah I I think he has to do that I think the the his producer Forty is gonna go all into his archives too now because like this man just talked bad about him and it's a moment now like this is not like a moment you can steer clear CBS of. CBS News a reported it. Yeah, that's crazy. CBS <laughs> <laughs> News. I was like, wow. Yeah, no, it's it's a moment, and I think that both of them. I think Pusha T is mad at Drake because Drake has ghostwriters, so Pusha T is like doing it for the integrity of the artistry, right? And then I think Drake can also go at Pusha T in terms of integrity of artistry because in twenty years he hasn't changed subject matter. No. So I think like which which I uh, which I myself as a huge Pusha T fan. Yeah. I love <laughs> I can, he can rap about he can rap about cocaine. <laughs> Every day for the rest of his life, because it's just so cinematic. But. <laughs> right, yeah, and you know, and that's what Pusha T is going to have to come out with a statement with explaining. He's explained it in interviews, but it, like he's like, you know, Martin Scorsese never had to change his script. Exactly, right. He got to keep saying that, and Drake got to really just put him on his back with this. Or, okay, well, let's say it like this. <clears throat> if it goes, we were saying this earlier, if it goes, like, back and forth, back and forth enough times, they're just going to have to put on the gloves, Get a mouthpiece, <laughs> exactly. and they go to spar. Right, of course. <laughs> you know course. what I'm saying? I mean, that's, that goes without saying. I think. Where do you go from talking about his family? I mean, I mean, I think that. Where does Pusha T go? Yeah, yeah I don't think he has anything. Where else to go? Those are those, I mean, all he right. has. Okay, Pusha T. He went T, nuclear. He went nuclear. Pusha T, like, he has never rapped that hard in his whole career. Like nah, since go- like grinding. That's like <laughs> grinding level hard. Like. He but see, went hard. But see, another thing about uh, another thing about Pusha T, and this is another chip that Drake has on him. And he 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 hit him off with the invoice. But I had a dude ask me, "Who's that dude who Drake is beefing with?" 
Right? Right. So, like, Drake can play on the whole thing as long as he wants right. to. Nobody knows who you are. Yeah, people, like, people know me. Yeah, right, right. You know Who are you? <laughs> yeah, you beef with the right guy. You know, congratulations. Right. But, I mean, but, okay. So, like, the one thing I'll say about this as well. Like, yeah, there's, nobody there's so knew, much nobody knew you before you beefed with me. Yeah, the idea that. <clears throat> and Drake went on Kanye, too. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, the, the fact that I feel like part of this was, you know, predetermined because these are things that happen. Like, rappers say you need to have beefs. Uh-huh. I feel like Pusha T needs to make a come up as a solo because yeah. the last record was not very good. Just wasn't. So you, you you're like, okay, we'll do we'll do a, a a stage beef. But at some point in the stage beef, it's like the the thing that happened with Kendrick and you know and with Big Sean, uh-huh. where all of a sudden somebody just goes grossly off script uh-huh. to the point where it's like you know like and and Drake comes with this freestyle and you're just like that wasn't at all what we were trying to do. All right. But if you're gonna try to be slick. Do some different stuff. Well, then I'm just gonna have to like unload on you, real quick. Yeah. I mean, it has to go there. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I don't care who wins. Like you know, I really don't. I, <laughs> we I, all, we, we all, all win. win right? We all win as a result of this <laughs> because it's Everybody like loses. only because it's high level artistry. You know, like like we all are treated to something special. Right. But I just think that uh, I just think that Drake does have the advantage because. Pusha T gave him so much to justify, right? Like he, like he has Drake has so much to justify that if he does a good job telling his own truth about these things that he picked out, mm-hmm. that he like disarmed the whole attack, right? And right. so I just think strategically, it's a. Uh, All it's, right, so you're calling Drake, yeah, I'm, and you're calling yeah. Pusha. Push like. All right, we're gonna see. It's we're one gonna of the see. Most Violent lyrical beatdowns <laughs> in, in, in twenty years of rap. Like, just we're gonna. And, see and I mean, dude. I mean, think about it, man. Like Pusha T. Like, I don't know. Pusha T ain't even the like, oh, man. Drake said that too. But like, Pusha T's not even the best in his category of rap. That's the funny part. But he's still the execution. It, the execution is is flawless. Flawless. The execution is flawless. But he's not. He's not Jada Kiss. No. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, 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 but nobody, nobody wants actual rappers involved in this. He's, he's not Raekwon. Like it's like nobody, dudes who again, occupy his lane. Again, who's not better again, than him. Nobody wants real. Nobody wants real rappers that really rap and don't rap for money, uh-huh. but rap for like everything else but money at this uh-huh. point to be involved. Nobody wants Jada Kiss involved in this feud. Hmm. Nobody wants Raekwon. Yeah. Nobody not wants. Nobody wants. You know, like just like nobody wants like a. And, and I'm not cheaping in yeah. who who Pusha T is. Yeah, but nobody wants like st- nobody wants like Jada and Styles <laughs> to like go I back and forth with the I mic. Just, I just think that the thing that makes Pusha T like B level is the fact that he only hits you at one point of your listening experience, and that's like yeah. how many drugs the drug dealer across the street sold. Yep. You know, it's like man, come on, man. <laughs> And drug okay. dealers don't talk about that <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's exactly the place yeah. where we're gonna have to leave that because cool. we're actually we're running out of time Amazing. for the second week in a row. We're gonna have to skip the bish sesh because I was gonna talk about Damn. separating immigrant families, and I actually think that that's gonna be a long form. No, I think we'll, that's gonna yeah, be a long form deal, maybe next let's week. Get that next week. Yeah, um, so let's go to my favorite thing that I saw this week. Mm. Daryl, you got one, or do you need them? Yeah, no, I saw. Um, Man, I saw about a thousand people graduate yesterday from high school. That's dope. Fantastic. And that really shit was dope. dope. Like, you Which know, school? Shout out to school. Uh Bowie not not Bowie State, um, Bowie High School. But it was like so Shout out Bowie High. It was dope because um 
I haven't been to a high school graduation for any reason in a long time. But then seeing them, I just thought about when I graduated and how much different your life is two months after that. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to see some of those people ever again. Yeah. And that's kind of like an amazing transition. And some of those people going off to like great things and mm-hmm. some of those people are going to do nothing. And they're, you know, they're going to rap about selling drugs. Man, right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just a pivotal moment for so many people. And then like to see all the families together, like kind of bon voyage in them out of childhood. Like, it's a great thing. Yeah, it's that a great thing. That is, that is, uh, very worthy of being a favorite thing, yeah. a favorite thing for this week. Okay. Mr. Dowling? So I have a kid that I used to mentor, Tony Donaldson Jr. He's 20 years old. He's a, he's a D.C. politician now. Wow. Which is fascinating. Damn, he's under the age going. of 21. He's running for uh, the Ward 1 committee man position in D.C., and uh, he's very active in the Democratic Party in the city. Mm-hmm. Give us the name again. Tony Donaldson Jr. Tony Donaldson Jr. If you ever out. needed a third mic, and it was going to be like, if, if he was not going to make it, he was going to be the guy. <laughs> um, Tony is a graduate of Duke Ellington School for Performing Arts. Yes. Howard. Yes, yes. Like, it's heartening in yeah, the midst of, like, everybody talking about, like, every young black person in the city being so unmotivated, being, uh-huh. you know, like, not necessarily on like the path of straight and narrow or just unaware of what to do and how to do it to know somebody who's like under the age of 21 and so motivated that they want to run for political office and actually stay in dc and actually represent something of where african-american representation on a larger level like there's people like marcus goodwin there's people that you know that are like actually running and are youthful yeah but there's no one who's 20 I know, that's cool. Who's that's like awesome. starting yeah. a path, so I really want to give Tony a shout-out. All right, Tony, shout-out. We got your shout-out here. Uh, my favorite thing I saw this week, really quick, because I know we're wrapping up, Caps, Game 2, The Holt Beast. Yo, that Yo, save, he that, killed. That save that was save incredible. That save he made in the last two minutes. I mean, when you think about it, the last two minutes of a one-goal a, a one game, you got a one-goal lead on the road in Game 2 of the finals. You already lost Game 1. Like, and I, I was watching it live, and I, I thought the puck went in. The announcer, Doc Emmerich, thought the puck went in. I was just like, oh, fuck. And then I'm like, no, no way. It was amazing. Uh, that was so much fun. I love hockey. Anyone who knows me. Yeah, knows. Anyone who knows me knows I've that. I love fan, all sports. I've been a fan of Holtby since 09 when he was a Hershey Bear. See, I've, I've never wanted, seen a hockey I've game. wanted... Oh my god, dude! You got it. You got to watch some hockey. Yeah, I've never seen a hockey game. It's 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 a sport. hockey game, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. It's yeah. a sport I think that translates least well to television, but is the most fun to watch live. Mm. Yeah, like you got to get to a hockey but I'll, game. But I'll say that like hockey has like, insofar as like the, the like the the core rules, uh-huh. there are fewer core rules than any other of like uh-huh. the major professional like sports. Skate so around, put the puck, the put the puck in the net. Uh-huh. Right. Put the puck in the net. Can you use your hands? Yeah. Then when you learn about no. Then once you learn about like offsides, you learn about stuff like that. We're gonna we'll 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 detail uh, the rules of hockey uh, off mic. I want to thank Nick, Mike, our crew back here, everybody at One Love Massive for hosting us. Daryl, thank you for coming in, man. Seriously, it's a pleasure. Marcus, as always. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you, should, you should play a guitar on this show. You ever play a guitar on the show? Ding, 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 ding. Y'all probably just think he's a political mastermind. <laughs> or or immigration like, attorney. Right. Or guitar player. Yeah, yeah, yeah so no, I'm, he gets down. I'm a, a renaissance cool. man here, so. Uh, and I haven't really found a way to monetize <laughs> any of those, but, you know, here it is. Um, that's DCTBD for Absolutely. this week. Thank you, everybody. And have a good one. All See right. ya.
Peace. Go Drake. <laughs> Go Drake. <laughs>